Ovechkin storming in. Alexander Ovechkin curl and drag to the back end. He scores! Simply sensational! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pizzas Here podcast, your home for all content and news surrounding the Washington Capitals. Today we are joined by another special guest, Sarah Griffin, who is a content assistant for the NHL. How's it going, Sarah? I'm great. How are you guys? Awesome. Thanks for being here today. Of course. So, Sarah, you work as a, like I said, a content assistant for the NHL. So uh, what's that like? And um, a lot of people are wondering, what's that kind of job entail? And like, what's it like day to day? Yeah, so I actually, I went through the interview process about two months ago now. So I've just finished training actually last week. The Winter Classic was like my first event kind of on my own, which was cool, but a little overwhelming and scary. But a lot of it is just like what goes out on social media, like the video clips, as well as like what's on the website. So like big part of what my job is, is I get assigned like in-game socials to do. So I'll be like assigned one game to watch and I just like go take the highlights, kind of send them out to the teams that would want it, you know, like to TNT, ESPN, anyone that wants that content. And it's kind of just like you have to pick on the fly, like, okay, what's going to like, what would the average hockey fan find interesting in this game that like you should be putting out for everyone to see and not just like, oh, this is applicable to just Caps fans. Like they're going to find this interesting. Like what is like the best hockey plays of this game, that type of thing. That's awesome. I bet that's, I bet yeah. that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sound, sounds like a lot of work though. As your first? Did you go to yeah, the game? Yeah, I would like, no, cause oh. you had the option. Cause so right now my job's entirely remote cause of COVID, mm. but they're like, oh, like next season, we're hoping that we'll go back to uh, non-remote. But I did have the option to travel. I just chose not to, cause I was like, uh, it's a little short notice, especially the holidays. And then I'm not gonna lie, I saw how cold it was gonna be, so I was like, nah, I'm not going. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just said that your job's um, all online because of because uh, of COVID, but um, you know, COVID's taken a toll on players and fans. But how has COVID uh, affected your job experience personally? Yeah, so I think I kind of started at like the worst possible time because it was right as the COVID pause was going on. That was when I was like in the heat of my training. So like the thought was I was supposed to shadow people to watch how they do in-game social throughout it. But there was like no games for that whole week. So it was kind of like I was going back and watching old games and just doing like test runs instead. And then it turned out because of that pause that like the first big game that there was for me to do was the winter classic. So it kind of feels like I was just like dragging my feet for a little bit. And now finally that the pause is over. Hopefully you get back into the swing of things to make it easier and not just like, all right, like there's this one game. They just had me keep like redoing. It was one of the Vegas games. And I think I watched it like six times through now just because it was like my specific training game. And I'm just glad to move past that now. And hopefully we won't have too many issues with that. I know the league already has like postponed a lot of those Canadian games. And there's a lot of games that are probably going to be moved in February now. It's no Olympics, but we'll see. 
Yeah, well, this next question is going to kind of suck then. Um, what is <laughs> I, You just said you've not been working for very long, but do you have, like, any favorite memories so far working? Like, obviously, the Winter Classic is pretty cool, but do you have any other memories so far working? Uh, with this yeah, I would say... I would definitely say the Winter Classic just because that was my first big one on my own, and it was just kind of cool, like, being a part of it because, like, I never realized, like, how, like, connected all, like, the in-game, like, social is because like you're in contact with both those teams you know like you're in contact with espn like tnt and that whole crew and then like because it was the winter classic like you had more media outlets on top of it than the average hockey game so it was like all of a sudden like i'm just in this like huge in-game thread with all these people that i never knew all those people took part in what goes into like marketing and game and putting it out there for everyone to see congrats on doing your first game yeah, thanks. It was a relief once it was over, I won't lie. <laughs> what was your favorite highlight from the game last night you got to post about? What was your favorite? This is me just being kind of a biased Bruins fan, oh. but <laughs> I <laughs> I did love to see Tori Krug score. Oh, that's so right. I I, you know, I was gonna, I thought you were going to say something against the Blues because they beat you in the final, but I, I forgot Tori Krug used to play on the Bruins. Yeah, no, typically I like, because I didn't want the Blues to win, I won't lie, but I love Tory Krug, and I still love Tory Krug, and I, like, made a tweet or something, I was like, oh, it's tough to watch him, like, be on the Blues, like, it's still not normal to me, but then he scores, so I was like, okay, that's kind of cool, I'm happy for him. Do you dislike Jordan Bennington as much as we do? I hate, oh, I guess I can't say that, you but... Can totally say I, that. You can totally <laughs> say that. You can totally say that. I'm like, he's not my favorite, I'm not a fan, I'm like, still mad to this day that we lost during the Stanley Cup. I'm like, that's just so embarrassing looking back at it. To be fair, last week, Carly Jackson talked a lot of trash to Jordan Bennington, too. Dude so. is 6'2", okay, 160 good. pounds, and he tries to act like he's going to fight people. It's like, come on. I mean, he could Did... body me, so I'm not going to talk too much. But, well, you're uh... not 6'2", so it's like, <laughs> but I mean, if you're 160 pounds as a 6'2", There's... guy, it's like you're not you're the joking, most You're joking, right? He's got to be guy. at least like 250. Look it up. <laughs> Dude, have you seen him without pads on? Oh, he's 174. That's actually Most goalies are pretty ripped, I'm not going to lie. There's only a few. Some, I mean, are. some of them are actually, like, a lot skinnier than you'd, you'd think because of the pads. But, I mean, you know I've I mean? Sam Sonoff's pretty skinny. Like, that video that they did, like, all the Russian players during the pandemic when they got together and did that TikTok for Kuzi's daughter, it was like... They all, like he looked really skinny compared to everybody else on the screen. He does. He doesn't have the facilities for what for what kind of trash he's he's talking. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyway, I was just uh, saying he was skinny compared to like everybody else. Like, I mean, he's going up. He's going up to like other goalies like that are twice his size, and he's pretending to swing a stick in their face like he's actually <laughs> gonna do something about it. And then the second the ref comes over, that's when he wants to act like he's gonna do something. It's like we, we get the show that you're trying to put on. It's not going to, you know, it's not doing anything for you. But, Will? Uh, yeah, so we get that, like, sort of you're, you're just getting started now. But uh, have you had any, you know, exciting or interesting interactions with any NHL players, like, on a more personal level? Yeah, so actually it was right before COVID. My first job was, like, first job in sports, I guess you could say, was with the Providence Bruins at the AHL level. And so that was, like, back when you actually could, like, go into the locker room and, like, interview people, like, with the microphone to their face and it wasn't all virtual. And so actually my first, like, actual interview I did with a player was Jack Stanika, who now still kind of bounces between Boston and Providence. 
but I know it was also his rookie season. So it was kind of like his first like game. So I was able to interview him. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like we're both first timers. And then I also got to see Anders Bjork while I was down there. Now he's with the Sabres. But when he was down there, I was in Providence at the same time. And then I want to say Connor Clipson on the Bruins was doing a rehab stint down there for a couple weeks. So I got to talk to him. Other than that, it was just a lot of, like, random Providence guys now that I think are either still there or, like, got traded and are now at, with other AHL teams. Yeah, so enough Bruins talk. Who's your favorite player on the Capitals? <laughs> God. <laughs> Is it Tom Wilson? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh, definitely not Tom Wilson. I won't. <laughs> I, I I thought he's pretty well loved around the league, you know. Tommy? Hey, come on, nice guy. I actually saw a survey that said he was like the most likable guy in the league. You know, I must I must have misread something. Does a lot of good things with uh adop- adoptions for dogs, you know. Yeah. Do you, you hate, hate him? You hate puppies. He's never yeah. hurt anybody I in his do life. Know that. He's never hurt anybody in his yeah, life. If you, if you hate Tom Wilson, you don't ask hate Brandon puppies, Carlo so. or Oscar Sundquist <laughs> or Zach, Zach Austin Reese or like the list goes on. Yeah. Is that, well, obviously, I do love Ovi because how could you not as a hockey fan? I don't love when we're up against him, but and then I like Oshi just because we won't play. So, um, so our what's... favorite Bruins player is collectively David Posternock, or yeah, no. I like uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I like David Posternock. I have a better that's pot. an easy answer. I like Bergeron the best. I mean, Bergeron's okay. someone that everyone has to respect. Like, even even someone who doesn't like the Bruins, I mean, you can respect the kind of player and person he is, just the leader that he is. I mean, he's like the quintessential captain, if you will. Okay, hot take say, from... Sorry, go ahead, you first. I would say I unbiasedly agree. <laughs> My hot take is I actually do not hate Brad Marchand. I actually kind of I, yeah, like I, him. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff, uh, to, on a more like, very serious note, like seeing him interact with Emily Cave and, and hearing about the things that he did for Colby back when he was with the Bruins, like on the ice, you know, sometimes obviously I don't like him, but I think like it's hard to argue with the fact that, and I think this this goes for like a, some of the, a lot of the controversial players, but Marshawn in particular seems like he's a very good guy. I don't think you can yeah. argue with that. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I was actually talking to my buddy who's a Bruins fan recently, and um, one of, one of my opinions was that Marchand was a top five player in the league last year just because of how good his offensive numbers were and then how good he was defensively. But, um, no, yeah, I agree with you on that, Will. Um, he's definitely not my favorite person to play against. <laughs> One, because, like I said, he's a great hockey player, but, two, he does do some things that I definitely don't agree with, you know, in, involving his tongue. And uh, <laughs> he, he does this thing. Better. He's that he does this thing that really irks me sometimes where he'll like very blatantly like high stick someone and try to make it look like he's not intending to do that. And you don't have to agree with me on this because I know I know you you wouldn't <laughs> want to agree with that. But I, I mean, I've seen no it. Comment. I've seen it clear, clear as day on a couple occasions where he'll try to act or like make it look like he didn't mean to do that or it's an accident. And then it's pretty obvious that he was trying to hit the guy in the face with his stick. But off the ice, he I have seen a lot of things of him being an actual good and genuine guy. And, I mean, i definitely like to have him on this team. That would be pretty hilarious to have Marshand and Tom Wilson on a line together. That would be, like, 
the NHL's most hated <laughs> upon line in the history of the world. Burn. Yeah, he'd, he'd be the second <laughs> best left winger on the team, but I think it would be a good addition. But, um, so, so, uh, obviously, like you said, you know, this new job is relatively new, but you do do other types of sports journalism and stuff like that, right? So, um, what would you say is your, like, favorite or the best topic that you've gotten to? produce content about or have written about honestly it used to be so i used to only focus on baseball but i kind of shifted within the last year to lacrosse and i honestly think lacrosse is my favorite to cover like last year i did a lot of work with the pll and (laughs) they got to they sent me to a few of their games and then i got to go some of the playoff games and now i'm actually doing coverage for lacrosse slash for the nll and in a couple of weeks, I'm going to one of the Philadelphia games and I'm actually going for work to the Flyers game the next day. But I've really liked covering lacrosse. It's weird just because it is like media and like journalism wise. It's so like such a small market, especially compared to like hockey and baseball. Like baseball, I kind of just kind of moved away from a little bit because it's just it's tough to break into baseball. There's like so many people and it's a tough crowd there. <laughs> Lacrosse, lacrosse, there's only so many people that are covering the sport, so there's like the more the merrier. Roll whips. Yeah, EA's literally like part of the Zeddy's the the best attackman in the world. Changed my mind. I don't (laughs) know. Lyle Thompson. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, you saw Zed's championship performance last year. It's hard to uh, argue with. <laughs> pretty unbeatable, yeah. <laughs> this is all like like alien talk for me, Will and Jay right now. We don't know what the hell's going on. Like I'm just like, oh yeah, lacrosse. <laughs> she she said baseball. I got all excited. Then she's like, I'm fading out of it. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Are you a Red Sox fan? Are you a Red I Sox fan? I am a Red Sox fan. That's my I'm second team. Fan, That's so my I immediately have Red, to hate you. Red Sox on my second. Yeah, team. Sarah. That's so it was nice having you on the show today, but we're gonna have to ask you to and stop. Nah, she now. can stay. She can stay. Respect to the Sox. I respect, respect the Sox fan. Still, right, still waiting for that reset. Oh, yeah. Is it is it all Boston for you? Yeah, is it all Boston? It is pretty much all Boston. I will say for baseball, I have I follow the Brewers just because I'm like, oh, they're in the right, National League, nice. so it's another team to follow along with, and. They're just so disconnected from the Red Sox. I don't think there will ever be an issue there unless they play each other in the World Series, which did come close to 2018, but knock on wood, still doesn't happen. Dansby Swanson is a handsome dude. Uh, he, is. <laughs> he is a beautiful man. <laughs> she said the Brewers, and you just mentioned Dansby Swanson. I don't know. I just want to let you or he's on the... He's on the Braves. He's not on the Brewers. He's on the Braves. See that? That's that's just that's just like a that just shows how out of the loop that I am in baseball. I I heard a B (laughs) team name and and went to Dansby Swanson being a good looking guy. But I mean, next question, Jake. It makes sense. I mean, it was a valid comment. It was just a valid comment. Not correct timing. Going back to NHL stuff, what are you most uh, excited about in your new role working with the NHL? That's a good question. Honestly, I think it's just the fact that, like, my because this is my first full-time job in sports, and I feel like after, like, four years of just, like, applying, getting rejected, or going through all the interviews, I'm like, somehow I landed on my first full-time job in sports where I just, like, 
sit and watch hockey for a full shift and get paid to do it somehow. I'm like, this doesn't really feel real and seems like too good to be true. <laughs> Bro, where do I apply? Man, I hate seeing other people live my Where's dreams. Job <laughs> at? Did, did you apply? Did you apply to any specific teams or did you just go right for the NHL? I like in the past, I've applied for a bunch of jobs with like, because so I was like, oh, like I worked in Providence, like maybe that'll get me some swing. No, I've like gotten like ten rejections from them, and then I get like the emails. And you're still from a fan of the, the team. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Red Sox have also rejected me like twenty times. Capitals would have said yes on the first try. <laughs> but then I get all the emails from like the work and sports websites or whatever, and I saw one just like NHL content assistant. I was like screw it like i just applied to everything that guy anyways i had not expected to get a response at all i just figured they would even send me like nope sorry then i got an email like the next day like about an interview i was like what the hell like, it was further than i thought i was gonna get at all damn i wish i would have saw that i'm not as credible as you though so. <laughs> i got a credible podcast now i can get these jobs <laughs> um man what was it uh so obviously right now, you know, you position is, you know, very much a starter position, but still very exciting. Is there like a dream job? Is this the dream job? Or is there like more you want to build this with? Or is there like more you want to like build from this? Is there like a direction you want to go with this? Or is this kind of like where you're at, you're happy with right now? I think for now, like I probably will stick in this role for at least a couple of years just to get like more experience mm -hmm. under my belt and like kind of just form like connections that I can use as like, oh, like, this person can vouch for me, like, I was there for two, three years, whatever, but, like, my end goal is, like, writing is my main focus, like, right now, it's a lot of social media and content creation, which is great, and I love that, and I think if, like, I end up really, like, loving this job, I know, like, one of my friends is the Bruins, like, digital content creator, and she, like, travels with the team, you know, her job is just to, like, do their social media, you know, like make TikToks, like all this stuff. I'm like, you are living the dream. But I think mine would be just like covering either a specific team or league and just writing. I don't even know if it has to be just hockey. Like ideally, I wish I could do like something like work for like a big news outlet and like cover like hockey, lacrosse, like baseball, like whatever, really. That's really sick. Uh, yeah, I, I, when you said TikTok, I couldn't help but laugh because I remember, like, it must be really fun just going up to these, like, you know, six foot, ten, like, five guys and saying, hey, I want you to do this dance online for views and you're going to do it because it's a job <laughs> description. Like, they're probably just like, and like, some of them don't even speak English well. They're just like, what the hell is TikTok? Like, what is going on? It's like the me, it's like whenever they make Ovechkin do a TikTok, I'm like, how does someone approach Ovechkin and be like, I need you to do this dance? And the dude's like, literally, like the greatest goal scorer ever and you're just like how do you how like how do you just approach that that's so cool though all right sarah sarah yes is alexander ovechkin the greatest goal scorer of all time yes i i'll say right, yes there, there's nothing she can now say that would change uh that we that we would sarcastically say you have to go you know i was like that was my redemption you've earned your ticket on the show <laughs> So, uh, like, how much traveling have you, or, like, visiting of different stadiums, et cetera, have you been able to do uh, thus far? Um, so far, like, my first trip, like, for the NHL is going to be when I go to Philly in a couple weeks. 
But other than that, like, hockey arenas I've been to, obviously I've been to the Garden a million times. I went to the Coliseum. Did not like that one very much. I've already been to Wells Fargo in Philly, and I've also been to Key Bank in Buffalo, which was actually a lot nicer than I thought it was going to be. Plus, tickets are super cheap for obvious reasons. So, like, we had six seats. It's America's team you're talking about. America's okay. team. <laughs> America's team, the Buffalo Sabres. See, they got cheap tickets in an okay arena. It's America's cheap team. Cheap tickets, okay arena. Snow sounds like awesome bone times to me. I'm going to Buffalo. Decent team. Also, decent you, price tickets. What's not Nassau to like? Coliseum. You're definitely staying. I, I hate Nascar Coliseum so much. My family that... used to force me to go Disgusting. to those games. I, was like, I hate it. <laughs> are you are you excited to see their new arena? I want to go. It looks like I mean, granted, the bar for them's like on the floor, considering it's close. I want to go. I want to see it. Yeah, it looks nice. I mean, better than Nassau. <laughs> so, what's your what's your favorite place that you've been to outside of hockey or just in general? Out like sports venue wise. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. I actually really like my thing. My two are either Camden Yards or Washington changed their baseball. Oh, American Family Field. It used to be called Miller Park, but those are my two favorite baseball parks. Okay. Yards represent Camden Yards. Camden Yards is really nice. Camden Yards go to stadium. It's so nice. Camden Yards has some good hot dogs. Beautiful stadiums in the rest of the city. Let's just not talk about it. Look at the stadiums. So, um, so what's your, uh, you know, this, this is also an important question and don't give me the, the BS cliche of gritty, but, uh, who's your, who's your favorite mascot in the NHL? If I do love gritty. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I love I gritty. Wait a minute. Everyone likes gritty, but it's too, it's too basic gritty is of an so answer. Philly, you know? That's like saying, who's your favorite hockey player on the caps and saying it's Ovechkin. <laughs> Sarah, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry i mean he's my favorite too it's just like whenever you say your favorite you're saying your second favorite because your favorite's ovi you know yeah True. you know i will say i don't remember what the name of their mascot is and i hate the maple leaves but they have a oh, pretty carlton. cute mascot carlton i love he's a pretty bear, cute right? Like did you, did you guys thing. know that the Rangers are the only team in the NHL that does not have a mascot because they're yeah, traditional? Because the Oriole, or, or, Oilers got one recently. They got the King, the Lion, and now they're the only one left. Yeah, how does a Lion have anything to do with Edmonton? I don't know, man. It's yeah, like... Edmonton's uh, Edmonton's mascot should have been a 11,000-foot drill oil, pipe. I don't know. Oil, oil tank. <laughs> Should've it should, it should, it should have, no, it should have been like a body of water just polluted with oil. <laughs> yeah, it should have been Deepwater Horizon. It should, it should have been the Macondo well from, uh, from Deepwater Horizon. Is that what it should have been? Nah, it should be, uh, Carnegie or whoever the guy was that was old. Vanderbilt. That's who it is. Vanderbilt. Rockefeller? Rockefeller. Man, I don't know. Okay, I've been out of history class for so long. <laughs> One of those. It's one of those. I don't know the name of the Oilers mascot, but he's Caps need to go back to that old creepy bird we used to have. No, because we don't need to scare. Yeah, them. I loved that bird, dude. <laughs> dude like Slapshot. Slapshot. No, I think it's kind of scary. Old OG Slapshot. OG Slapshot is a OG demon. Slapshot. OG Slapshot is a demon. All right, Joey, it's your turn for Manscaped. I'm copying and pasting it into the document. <laughs> 
as we speak. Are we not going to make Sarah read it, or are we going to have to force it? I don't... (laughs) (laughs) See, Carly wanted to do it last week, so... Wait, I want to say, Carly did say she's the owner of Boston. I want to say that now. Yeah, our last guest owns your city. And she's a Blues fan. (laughs) Oh, she is a Blues fan. I was... I would say she can be the owner of Boston because she's cool, but you know what? That now that really hurts. <laughs> and Shout she, out to oh, CJ. she said she owns the city of Boston. Actually, that's what I said. I kind of that's a, well, it. she said well doesn't fit my narrative. I mean, she does though. She does though. She beat doesn't them at Maine, and then she beat them in the PHO. She has, I think, beat every Boston team at every level at this point. Like yeah, Alan get owned. Williams never lost at uh, Arlington Stadium. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, okay? You're not even a Cowboys fan. Why are you I'm a about Texas it? fan. I don't care. <laughs> He's owned us in the Cotton Bowl Man, before he, I even went there. He owned you everywhere, not just the Cotton Bowl. You know he won, Next like, year. three state championships in high school? Kyler Murray is, like, the greatest, like, so did Trace McSorley. high school yeah, well, where's Trace McSorley right now compared to has, Kyler Murray? Hey, I feel like Trace, Trace McSorley, McSorley has a song about him, and Kyler Murray doesn't. That's okay, a good point. Winning a state championship in Texas is way more impressive than any other high school football. Trace McSorley is yeah. Yeah. 100%. Kyler Murray California. doesn't, too, so I don't want to hear it. Actually, I think Trace McSorley and Kyler Murray are on the same team because they picked him up off waivers. All right, Joey, it's time for your read. Where is it? In the document, like I said, in both text and in the episode. I can't even see it. Oh. It's a comment. Well, you... Alright. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to shave your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to Manscaped and use code php for 20% off free shipping again get 20% off of free shipping with the code php at manscaped.com you gotta write the code in there man i don't i don't remember this stuff off the top of my head that was horrifying <laughs> use code php at manscaped.com 20% off baby go support your favorite shipping. podcast and free shipping worldwide shiny balls that's all we need anyways <laughs> um so uh sarah's favorite nhl team the washington capitals <laughs> Had uh, a few games since our last episode with CJ, but on Wednesday we beat the Preds five to three in a game that was a bit hectic and aggressive to say the least. But uh, in that game, Alexander Alexiev made his NHL debut and got a two-minute penalty for doing absolutely nothing. Hell yeah! Uh, this was the first game all season where we had all four of our starting centers, which is just very funny to think about. And then on Friday we won in Detroit, 3-1 to one against the Wings. And in this game, Sarah's favorite player on the Capitals broke Dave Anderchuk's all-time power play goals record with 275. And then today, we lost in overtime to the Devils, 4-3. to three. Very nice outing for the boys in red. But what's everyone's thoughts on those, those games? Amazing. I got to go to two of them, so I had a great time. <laughs> Just nothing about the cat. I had a good time. (laughs) We might have lost today, but I had a good time. I I, I will say, against Nashville, it was very evident that we were missing Jensen and Ferrari. 
Best defender I can't wait to get Ferrari back. Uh, Johnson came back today, which was good. Uh, or maybe he was back against Detroit. I actually can't remember. Uh, but but Jensen and Ferrari, those are two of our, our our better defensemen, and also our kind of more on the defensive end guys. And you could see the holes opening up in the second period with Nashville. They they had a lot of open ice. I felt like New Jersey had a lot of open ice today. I kind of always feel like Heischer and Hughes are able to generate space, but it's very evident when you're actually like when you're there. You can see the space that they're generating for themselves and their teammates. Um. <clears throat> So I would like to see our defensemen come back so that we can skate with those those guys like like the, the history of the Hughes and the Brats of the world who are, you know, faster and quick with this quick with the puck. Yeah, and we were without Backstrom and Oshie tonight. Right? Yeah, I found so... that out literally on the train, man. I was kind of upset. <laughs> yeah, I went to I went to the Capitals practice on December thirtieth for the first time all year, and I get there and. I see that there was no Ovechkin, no Backstrom, no Carlson, no Oshie, and no Tom Wilson. So I got to see Kuznetsov and like our third and fourth lines. So that was nice. But um, it's nice that Alexiev finally got some some NHL time. I think he did all right in his debut. Uh, I didn't have any complaints about him. How about you guys? I thought it was fine. I was just say I I said this before about. You know, just in general through the three games, if we, you know, drop one out of three and win the other two, like, I'm fine. We recorded a point in all of these games, too, because we went to overtime today, right? So, yeah. so I mean, listen, we keep playing. We keep playing well. I actually didn't. I was at work today. I couldn't watch the game. But, I mean, the Red Wings, I just, Ovechkin. That's all I can say about that. And then, you know. Two goals on my the, birthday. The, it was a nice day. Yeah. The Preds game was the game after break too, like after they couldn't they didn't play for a while too. So it's mm -hmm. good to get a win after that as well. But and the Pred the Preds have been really hot. They were on like a six game yeah. streak, like right before that game, I believe. Mm -hmm. So that was nice to. The fact that they started trying to start a knife fight with us for some reason, like they got all angry about everything. I was having fun with that. <laughs> like literally, like for no reason, like literally just out of nowhere, one of them pushes Hathaway, and then Hathaway just starts grabbing everybody and throwing fists. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is everybody okay? Like. I feel like this is like the reason why we shouldn't have long breaks in hockey because the second you put them back on the ice, people are gonna start getting fought for no reason. The littlest of things. So, Sarah, did you get the chance to watch any of the highlights from our game today? I did watch the highlights from today. Do you have any takeaways? Most of my takeaways are about the Devils. I'm not gonna lie, just because I like yeah, Jack sure. Hughes and Nico Hutcher. It cool. Not, I would say I don't think anything nice. <laughs> nice. Let's hear it. Let's hear. Let's hear your critiques. Yeah, Our ears are open. Think about the Capitals because I say more than anybody ever could. Well, I, I don't even say I have anything bad to say. Just from what I saw from the highlights. Plus, you still got one point out of it, and you're still at the top of the Metro, aren't you? Hell yep. yeah, Metro champs, undefeated. Yeah, are the Bruins oh. at the top of their division? No. No, but now they're in the second the second wild card spot. I was about to ask, who's in the wild Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, just, to be fair, sure, that Atlantic today. We have to play the goddamn Bruins again. I'm going to lose my mind. I hope so. Yeah, I was say the Atlantic is decent, though, so we got to... I mean, the Metro is still the, the best division Atlantic in hockey. Yeah, that's true. Okay, no, 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 no. Atlantic is decent because they have America's the team in it, let's be honest. Yeah, the only thing... The Atlantic is, is definitely the best division. division. <laughs> They're hard-carrying that division. 
So one thing I did want to bring up, I didn't put it on the script, but I was getting some flack on Twitter for it before we started. But um, I had posted my concerns in the Capitals' lack of ability to perform in the overtime periods. And mm-hmm. uh, as of right now, we, we have eight overtime losses this season alone, and we're not even at the All-Star break yet. But um, I had said that, you know, it's nice and all, like we all mentioned, that we're getting a point out of each of these overtime losses. But when it comes to the playoffs, overtime losses are just a loss. Points don't matter. You either win or you lose. And I think that might be an Achilles heel for us. But it's three on three, though. It's not five. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm going with this. So let me let me get my point across, though. So so everyone else who is you know disagreeing with me is responding, saying, "Oh, we're the third, you know, which I I am well aware of. We're a top five, five v five team in the NHL, and Alexander Ovechkin's this year, arguably the best five v five player in the NHL, which is good and all, but." Yes, while when it comes to overtime and playoffs, it'll be 5v5. It's different strategy. It's different everything to the game. It's 5v5, not 3v3. It's a completely different game. Mm -hmm. But I think even with that, it's pretty evident in the fact that we have eight overtime losses and it's the 2nd of January. I think that that's clear evidence and proof that we struggle in extra minutes. Our team isn't well enough equipped for that extra time we can i think we can stay up to par or over par on any team in the league in a seven game series in the nhl i think we can you know correct me if i'm wrong but it seems that we struggle when it comes to extra minutes our team gets tired we don't play fast enough we let in stupid shot opportunities and it doesn't go well for us we don't have a single overtime loss yet this year. We have a shootout win, but we don't have a single overtime loss. Overtime but, win. Yeah, we don't have a single overtime win. Overtime we I wish we did. The Caps don't have any overtime wins? We no, don't have a single bad. overtime win. We don't have a single all, overtime win. We have nobody who's good in three on three. <laughs> and then, I, I so think... people, so then people say to me, they're like, oh, we, we're dominant 5v5. We have the best 5v5 player in the league. It's going to be different in the playoffs. Yes, that's true, but... I feel like the factor of it that we get tired and burnt out and don't play as fast as we do in a in the first three periods in overtime, I think that's still going to be something that we should be concerned about. And, you know, people are shitting on me about it. They're like, oh, our lineup's depleted. We're, we're without people in COVID and injuries. Yes, that's true. But as much as we like to complain about having an injured and depleted team, Lots of the other teams that we're playing and have lost to in overtime also have plenty of star players out or injured, you know. But yes, I do think this team will be a lot better come playoffs when we have a full lineup and possibly an Anthony Manta. But I think it's definitely something. I'm not saying that it's necessarily going to set be the death of us in the playoffs, but I definitely think it's something that's worth being concerned over. But I mean... Um... Yeah, just I'm just like completely disagree with you, but you can go first. That, that's fine. Yeah, you can you can disagree. I was gonna I was gonna agree actually. I was gonna say because like, let's say like we don't you know because overtime in the playoffs is continuous. So we don't score for another two like two other periods in overtime. It's the three overtime. We're just gonna be tired as shit. We're not gonna. Be, I mean, so is granted so is the other team, but like 
if we're not prepared for that, we're not going to do well in the playoffs. Not saying every game's going to go to overtime, or if we just dominate and don't make it to overtime. But you know, something to look into. And like something, something else I had seen. It's like, yes, overtime is going to be different in the playoffs, but at the same time, I think it's a concern in itself that we've had to go to overtime so many times. Obviously, it's nice that we got to overtime today after being down three to one in the third period. That's great that we got a point out of it. It's great that we were able to claw back. But the fact that we have to go to overtime so often is a concern in itself, I think. But, Will, what what did you want to have I think Sarah was going to say something. You can go first. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, because at first I was just going to kind of outright disagree. But now that you mentioned it, like, yeah, like you have the 5v5 in the playoffs. And that's great because the Caps are such a strong 5v5 team. But I didn't really think of that. Like, you're not, like, able to get, like, once you do get to overtime, even if it's the regular season, like, if it was burnt out and tired, and then add on to the fact now, like, yeah, you're going to be at 5v5 again, but, like, it's not just, like, okay, this much time of overtime hockey, and then you go to the shootout. Like, you just keep going and going, getting burnt out. And you also have to, like, think about the fact, I feel like in the playoffs, like, always you hear at the end, like, oh, this guy was battling this injury. Like, everyone's always banged up at that, that point, too. So you don't have to take that into account. So at first I was kind of like, oh, no, like, 5v5, like, it'll be fine. But especially if there hasn't been any overtime wins yet besides a shootout, I do think that's kind of a fair concern, even this early on. Well, thank you for slightly, slightly <laughs> agreeing. <laughs> I like, and again, I don't think it's I, like I'm not saying right here it's my take that the death of the Capitals this year in the playoffs will be overtime. Overtime games are what's going to eliminate us. I just think it's definitely a concern that is there, you know. Yeah, I just can't agree at all with with pretty much any of that. Yeah. The the stamina <laughs> thing. We're talking about five minutes, okay? Five extra minutes of three on three overtime. That is not indicative of a team's overall physical ability and stamina and also when you talk about overtime in the playoffs there's a full intermission between them so if the team is coming out just as strong in the third as they are in the second you know granted by the fourth overtime you know you saw how tampa bay and columbus looked but that's just anyone's going to do that it's not a concern for the caps in particular there's a full intermission between overtime periods they're going to have that time to regenerate and they're going to come back you know just as strong as they they would have come out from the second to the third with the same amount of fatigue as the other team. Um, going to overtime, I mean, you look at just the sheer number of games the Caps have won this year, and you think about the fact that if those games had been 5v5 overtime and they had won half of them, say, you know, you'd be really, really happy with our record. We'd be far and away first in the league. Um, and I think you have to look at the overtimes in the playoffs as 5v5, and so you don't really want to consider the 3v3 result. So I just think most of the concerns that you mentioned are just not particularly relevant to playoff hockey. It is concerning that they can't win in three-on-three three because the more points you get, the higher seed you are. You know, I would like them to start winning in three-on-three. Three. But to say that the overtime issues in the regular season are going to transfer the playoff, I, playoffs, I think, is just is not indicative of how playoff overtime hockey works. You look at the teams that win in the playoffs in overtime, and they're often very physical. They're very big and they get pucks on net, and that's what the Caps do. The Caps play an amazing 5-on-5 five -five game, and when you get to the playoffs and you know, you're know you not getting these ticky-tacky minors, I mentioned this earlier uh, in the year, how the reason I think McDavid and Dreisaitl will slow down is because they don't get these ticky-tacky calls in the playoffs. Whether or not that's right is arguable. But 
you know, at the end of the day, that's how it is. And the Caps are a great 5v5 team, and those are the teams that win in playoffs in general and in overtime. So I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand what you're saying there, and I think you do make good points. That's why, like, I see both sides of it. Like, I don't think it's necessarily what's going to kill us if we, you know, don't win the Stanley Cup, which is, you know, a possibility, but I'm not going to set anything in stone. But I do I do get what you're saying there. We are so dominant 5v5 that, you know, I could be completely wrong. We could win multiple, you know, we could maybe not win a single overtime game this whole regular season and then end up, you know, beating Pittsburgh in a an overtime game, you know, like we've done before Evgeny Kuznetsov. But ho- hopefully I'm completely wrong. I mean, I think it definitely could go either way. I just think it's something, I'm like, to keep an eye on. We can't score a power play goal to save our fucking life right That's now. That's going to kill us. Right yeah, that too. That we too. have Alex Ovechkin, and we have a league-worst power play. But, like, we, we already knew that right. concern was there. Like, that's not arguable. Like, the, the f- overtime stuff is, like, something that you can talk about, and it's like, okay, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But it's like... Everyone knows that our power play is some dog ass, well, and it's going to hurt us like, later like on. Like Will said, the overtime is going to be completely overhauled once you make the playoffs. I mean, it's a whole different beast, which honestly, you're scared about three-on-three play. Well, I mean, it's scary, but it's it's like three-on-three play in, like, the World Junior, like, WJC or, like, the like or Olympics. Once you get to the, like, the, the round of medals, you have to play overtime in the regular fashion. And it basically means, like, it's going to be 5-1-5, next goal wins. There's no shootouts, there's no 3-on-3. Three three. It's straight up, going straight toe-to-toe, 5-1-5. Thank you for the rule reminder. It's, like, a horribly a concern, in my opinion. I mean, like, we can't score on the power play. Our entire fucking team's getting hit by a bus every other week. Like, this is, like, I got bigger things to worry about than, like, the football. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that those are concerns. I definitely think our biggest concerns are the health of our lineup and our ability to to do anything man up or man down. But, I mean, our penalty kill has been pretty solid all year, but I definitely think the health of our team and our power player valid concerns. I just think overtime might be one. But um, so something that we like to do, Sarah, is we'll go through each one of us and, uh, you know, pick out a player that, you know, impressed us throughout the week in our games and one that, did the opposite of that and just a quick explanation of why but um if I, kn- I know you said that most of your analysis was towards the team we were playing against <laughs> you know you had one job but <laughs> you know <laughs> but um is there uh is there anybody on the the caps that you know you thought did something nice or did something bad today uh... I don't know because I'm just going off the highlights, so I only saw what was good. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that scored. But I don't know. <laughs> I guess we can go. <laughs> uh, no, give me the give me give me the Bruins wrapped. Who's been looking good lately? Who's been looking bad? I haven't been keeping up with the Atlantic. So so who's who 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 is the person to watch on the Bruins that maybe I haven't heard about as you know not a. Well, they just actually mixed up their line. So the top line isn't um, – it's no longer, like, Marshawn, Bergeron, yeah. Pasternak. They moved Pasta down to the second line. Now Craig Smith's up on the top line. So Craig Smith would be my one to watch. Like, he's been really good, and I feel like he's someone 
Pasta just like is kind of I don't want to say underperforming, but just not living up to that top line standards by his measure. It's okay, you can say he's underperforming. So is Hall, is Hall never... on the second line? Yeah, Hall's on the second yeah. line. He's looked he was pretty quiet for most of the season, but it seems like he's starting to wake up a bit and look more like what we were all excited for from him being on Bruins. So I'm excited about that. Then defense is still questionable ones there i think now like my one that's kind of on the outskirts for me is connor clifton i wish he would be more successful but he's kind of someone that i can't see being on the bruins defense like a long-term solution and then obviously everything with jake debrusque i'm just kind of hoping is going to settle down within the next couple of weeks he like requested a trade a month ago now nothing's happened still so that's kind of been a weird topic with the bruins Hey, y'all want Carl Hagelin? <laughs> there hasn't been a single, like, trade proposal for Jake DeBrusk. I've seen that. I'm like, yeah, like, we should do that. Which also Carl DeBrusk... for free. We don't care. We won't even ask for Jake DeBrusk. I disagree. <laughs> Carl Hagelin is an important part of this team. Shut up. No, listen. <laughs> Take Carl Hagelin. Carl Hagelin is a valuable asset no, to that's the that's defensive correct. side of our team. It's misleading. There are children that watch this. They can't be poisoning our youth. <laughs> Hey, I like having a solid penalty kill. So I've, I would also like to. I've just I've started to just come to accept that he's a liability and he did miss a two on one today. Finishing. That hurt. We yeah, all, that was we very all stood bad. up because we were I so in, I was sure. in the car and I heard the radio broadcast over there. I could just hear everybody being like, "What the hell?" Like, like it was so funny. I like I turned my volume back up and all I heard was everybody screaming about him. And I was like, "Damn." Carl Haglin is, so is a very com- complicated player. He. He can he can run a penalty kill like nobody's business, but the second you see him one on one with a goaltender, you 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 realize that you can go to the bathroom or do something else because you know you're not going to miss anything good. If I was a goaltender, I'd just leave the net, be like, good luck. <laughs> be like, Here you go, buddy. When he so he scored an empty net the other day against what was it Nashville? He did. And um, he he got a breakaway on an empty net like from mid ice and like. He proceeded to skate all the way up until he was like five feet away, just because he knew himself that he was concerned about the potential missing of the shot. <laughs> Make sure you get your goal, you know. I respect it. I've seen Pat. He, he wasn't he wasn't give, taking any chances. He he knew that there was concern to be had. But um, I have I have my players by the yeah, way. Yeah, go ahead. I you go can first. go first. Yeah, go ahead. My player who did well is Car- John Carlson. No, dude. <laughs> Fuck yes, <laughs> yes, feels so good. Feels so I, good. Every There's every week, we, every week when we do this, I somehow take Jake's pick, and he you know reacts accordingly. So <laughs> I bet he feels good right now. Yes. So I was good. gonna pick John Carlson. John Carlson's actually been playing so. John Carlson's well, been well, playing no. very elite dude, offense the last yeah. week. He's got three or five points in three games. Uh, with a goal, so that's nice. He had three assists. That's what we're paying so. him to do. So it's nice. Yeah, finally. I mean, I know at the beginning of the year, or like we were talking about, how he hasn't, but he hasn't been performing. So that's good. And then, player that I wish could do better. This is just a wish could do better. I mean, I know he has missed a couple games, but I'm gonna say Oshi. I mean, he hasn't been doing much, and I know he's been he missed a couple games and stuff. And but you know, we he's first liner, and you know, we need to we need him to kind of perform a little bit better. No, so that's that's all I gotta say. He'll he'll do better. He'll start. True. Yeah, he'll be he'll be fine. But that's right now he just hasn't been. And I and I know he missed today, but still, 
Alright, so um, for my player that I, I was impressed with, uh, that would be Michael Kempney. Um, you know, he, he just had his first NHL game this season. And uh, what was it? Was his first game against uh, the Preds or the Wings? It was, the, no, it was okay. Nashville. I'm pretty sure. It was I think Nashville. it was Nashville. Um, I remember seeing him and being like, oh, what? Yeah, so here, let's let's just make sure so I don't say something incorrect. But Kempney, yeah, he did play against Nashville. So these past three games have been Michael Kempney's first three games NHL action since, you know, not this year. And, uh, he, you know, he had played a couple preseason games. And if you go to one of our earlier episodes from, like, preseason when we were looking at different players, I had said that he didn't look NHL ready and just he wasn't performing, you know, as well. And, you know, he's been through multiple injuries. But, uh, you know, I, I think Kempney looked solid in the back in his first three games back, especially considering that it's his first three games this year. So, you know, good job for him. But uh, I'm going to say Ilya Samsonov for my, my player that I'm not as pleased with as I'd like to be for this week. Um, if you look at our game today against the Devils, one of the goals was, you know, a pretty pretty not great rebound that he gave them. And uh, it was a, a bit of a freebie and just... He's been, you know, like so he'll make some spectacular saves, but then every once in a while he'll, you know, F up and do something that, you know, you would hope that he doesn't. But, yeah, I'll say Samsonov. He was pretty good today, I thought. I mean, he was a little yeah. shaky early, but he was really fantastic in the later periods. Yeah, but I want, I want that for all three periods because that's what we as Caps fans have been saying that he can live up to. He's so I want to see him do it. We've also just always had good goaltenders, so it's, like, different for us to have two goalies that are, like, you know, middle of the pack. Yeah, I don't know, man. Crazy. Yeah. Ever since Ole stepped in, we haven't had a bad goaltender. I mean, Neuberg kind of sucked, but, like, he was okay, at least. Yeah, I guess Cap fans, Caps fans are always like, oh, like, if we had Holtby, we had Holtby. When we had Holtby, like, he was great sometimes and not great other times. Like, this is kind of just how goalies are. Unless they're in that elite, you know, class. Yeah. Uh, I guess for the players, I I thought Nick Dowd has been really really awesome. Yeah. As that of late. was my backup. Uh, Nick Dowd has been getting into scoring areas. He's been winning draws, which is something that this team is really bad at. Um, but <laughs> he's been winning draws. He's just been awesome. I'm worried about Justin Schultz because every time he's on the ice, I feel like he gets dangled. Like. He's like it's like he's like the NHL equivalent of like a short dude who gets dunked on a lot. Like he just gets dangled a lot. Uh and I sympathize with the short dudes who get dunked a lot as a short dude. But when you're getting dangled, I don't sympathize with you. So I would like him to figure out what he's doing with his stick cuz he just I think I swear Hughes and Heeshear like made him look like he was doing 360s. Like he was getting just cooked. Uh, player who did good, um, I'm going Chief, I'm going Ovechkin, um, you know, breaking the goal record is, is, don't give me that shit, I did a once, um, 
he was he was you know he's just insane i think it's impressive every day that we get to see ovechkin and him breaking this is one of his first records he has i mean he has the overtime regular season record he has the power play record now and now it's just like every other goal scoring record and it's it's gonna start piling up and i don't think people realize this we're in 2022 now this could be the year he hits 800 goals and that doesn't that doesn't sit with you there hasn't been a person who 800 goals since gretzky and gordy howe one of them played 50 years of hockey the other one's wayne gretzky and that's pretty impressive <laughs> and like it's just really cool to see him play, and I love him, and I hope he never retires, and I hope, like, he never ages. So, but, you know, that's a stats discussion for another day. Player who didn't do well, um, I'm going to dunk on Carl Hagelin some more because I feel like it. Um, Carl Hagelin missing a 2-on-0 on the breakaway just is, continues to prove my existence that people with long hair that are not me, I'm sorry, not actually hockey players with long hair, continue to disappoint me in real life and he's definitely one of them um i just i i don't know i i i keep looking back to when we signed that contract and i just kind of want to know what brian mccullen was was thinking he was like he can penalty kill and i'm like all right what else can he do and he's like all right two million for four years it is and just said write the checks and go like we don't have that in Hershey. Like, I think AJF does everything he does and is actually younger and actually has, like, promise finishing with the puck. And then, you know, you have Brett Leeson, who's just huge. You have Gersich, who I feel like was supposed to be good, like, four years ago. And we keep saying he's going to be good. And at some point, he's just going to get cut. Like, I just feel like there's so many better options than putting Carl Hagelin out there to, to, to well, yes, be really good penalty killing to suck up time in the offensive zone, literally knowing that he is a black hole when the puck gets to him. Like, I just, I feel like there's much better options. And plus, thinking about the fact that our power play sucks, like, I'm really just waiting for the day that Peter Laviolette loses his shit and puts him on the power play and just says, that'll be the solution that fixes the power play. I feel like it's going to happen soon, and I'm going to have a lot of fun with that day. I will, I'm not going to make any bets because it's Laviolette, but I do not see that happening. (laughs) You didn't watch the end of his Nashville stint, then. I'm just going to tell you that much. He did some... He put Wayne Simmons on the power play in Nashville. That was something else. They Did you remember that trade when he got Wayne Simmons in Nashville to like try to fix the power I'd play? I'd rather have Wayne Simmons on our power play than Carl Hagelin. That, this was like past his prime Wayne Simmons. This dude was like not good anymore. I'd rather have current Wayne Simmons on my power play than Carl Hagelin. I think he has like one goal, and Carl Hagelin has two now. His are free, though. All right, so um, as we saw yesterday, um, our boy Alexi Protus got sent down to Hershey, um, and uh, he played 22 games for us in Washington this year, but he's going back to the Bears. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on Protus's stint? Good talk. Um, I, feel like I, think should, Protus... I feel like there's not much to say. He was good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he was good yeah, though. There's not too much to say. We yeah. should give it. We don't want to. He'll he'll be back. Too yeah. too much talk for about like Caps fourth liners because I don't know, Sarah. Do you keep track of the Caps fourth liners? I do not, but I will say, 22 games. They gave him that much time up here. He was good. Yeah. He was. He yeah, was good. I mean, he was. They had, they this gave is... him some time on the first line with Kuznetsov and Ovechkin because they communicated in Russian, so they had they had automatic that must be chemistry. Terrifying. 
Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine, like, like Ovi's yelling at somebody in Russian, and you're you're in your like third NHL game as like a defenseman. <laughs> yeah. You hear. It. Yeah. Remember yeah, the playoffs when he yelled at Sam Stone? Yelled at Sam Stone off. And yeah. everybody was like, he's being mean. I'm like, dude, just he's a captain. He's being a captain. No, yeah, I say he's being the captain. Everybody's like, why is he yelling at him? I'm like, shut up. You've never been yelled at by a parent before. <laughs> yeah, <anyway>. but Protus <laughs> was definitely good for the role that he was put into and the time that he was put into that role. Yeah. But I think I think he's another player like LaPierre for us. Like, mm-hmm. give him a year or two, and I think he I'd could... like to see him on the roster in the playoffs, actually. Yeah, no, I I think I wouldn't yeah. have a problem with that either. I like I think he could play minutes now, but you know, for whatever coaching reasons, and you know, because we have people in the lineup that are pretty set right now as people come back from injuries and whatnot. But I think definitely like locked in down the road, like a year or two from now, I think both him and Lapierre can be regular, yeah. like top two lines for us. But I mean, yeah, I guess we Protus, see. Protus did what he, you know. He, he did what he was do. asked to do. Yeah, he yeah. did what he had to do. Yeah. So. So this is this is one that that Sarah can participate in. So, this uh little segment was Will's idea originally, but we're gonna do it a second time because it's been a little while since we did it for the first time, and obviously things around the league have changed as they do every couple of days, but uh it's called contender or pretender, and uh, each one of us will give one team that we think personally is a legitimate contender for the cup. And then the others can either agree or shit on their opinion and say that they're idiots. So, okay. I guess you can, you can, cause you, I know you watched the Atlantic a bunch, so you might pick someone from there. If you say the Bruins, we will attack you, but you can say whoever you'd like. <laughs> like for a legitimate cup contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Try to be oh, a little okay. dark horse with it though. Don't say like, the Florida Panthers, you know, like that, I guess that's okay. what we're kind of looking for. Well, a team that team. you like, like you feel like you maybe you're higher on them than than everybody else would be. Yeah, that. Hmm, I'm trying to think of like good because my first thought was oh the Panthers and. If you need a second our... to think, someone else can go. Okay, yeah, I need a second to think of like. One Will that's do you have one? Panthers. Uh, no, you're the one that volunteered. I didn't volunteer. I'm saying she's our guest, so she gets the. <laughs> The leisure of having a few seconds to you think, to as we don't. Honestly, I have mine ahead. Right. Okay, let I've let Jerry go. Guys, I'm gonna start with just contenders, and we can go down the line. Uh, dark horse for contenders. Um, I think people are kind of forgetting that the Colorado Avalanche exists, and it's Good. gonna cost you because they are literally going to score 30 goals in your head like it's nothing. Um, they've been dealing with a lot of COVID stuff. They were the first one of a few teams that actually dealt with COVID before, you know, Omnicron or whatever it's called, decided to kill the league almost. So um, they're definitely well-equipped with the depth they have. They have still a lot of young guys they can pull from, a great prospect pool. The biggest concern will be their goaltending, but, like, at this point, if you can outscore the teams, you're probably going to win. And they have one of the best, like, top sixes in the league. They have one of the best depth uh, forward lines in the league. They've got an insanely talented defense with uh, Gerard, uh, Taves, uh, the good Eric Johnson, and not, and uh, Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. I, I'm stumbling <laughs> on the words, man. I'm so tired. Um, and um, <laughs> like they're just so deep. Like I, I feel like last year, like a lot of like last year, their biggest issue was 
they simply did not want to keep attacking and like learn from like like what in vegas they were up two nothing and they were like cruising the wins and then all of a sudden they were like expected to win that i think they're going to be kind of flying under the radar this year and they're going to definitely probably jump some people in the playoffs and i think they can win the whole thing because i picked them before the season and i kind of need them to do it so they need to stop playing like ass so um someone else can go now um yeah. so my oh, comment on because you know i want to i want to comment on his pick i'm not i'm not saying my pick right now i want to comment oh, on bad. his selection but um i i think i could like part of me can agree with that um like i think the avalanche were my pick before the season even started to win the cup this year i think they were a lot of people's picks because they had no good reason as to why they shouldn't have won it last year they just didn't they had every key piece that you need a strong defense an insanely loaded offense with a lot of firepower and a Vezina candidate goaltender who they don't have now, but Kemper, you could definitely have a lot worse than Kemper. I think, I, I mean, I, he's been underwhelming to me cause I, he was my Vezina sleeper pick this year, but he's definitely not in that talks for that now, but Kemper's not bad. So I think they definitely have some type of shot. They are 13th in the league right now, but they are the highest ranked team out of the teams that haven't played 30 or more games they're the highest highest ranked team that hasn't played 30 games yet so i think that's something to, to think about because like teams like us we've played 34 games now and colorado's only played 28 so and for their division they are fourth in their division so they definitely do have a good chance of making the playoffs considering there are teams below them that have played three more games so yeah i think they could make a run if they win the cup, I don't know, but I think they could make some type of run. Jake, who's your pick? Or All right. anyone else I, anything? I, I, I'll go. I have I have two, but I'm going to say the one. If no one says it at the end, I'll, I'll say my other one. But I'm going to say Nashville. Dang it. As, uh, dude, twice. Dude, we, dude, so we beat Nashville. They're not winning shit. Dude, they have everything that you need to win a cup. I mean, we, well, we lost to the Devils, but the Devils aren't winning shit, so... We're not um, winning shit. Nash Nationals been playing, dude. They're you're bad. Yeah, I mean Nashville's been playing really well. I'm gonna like UC Soros and Ned has been playing. He's my fantasy goalie too. He He's was crazy against well. us. He goes crazy. He's been playing nice. Third, I mean Nashville's defense has been very well. I think they're they're second in the Central right now, and that's a division that I mean the Blues are leading that division, but they're only one point behind the Blues. Uh, Colorado's in the division. Minnesota's yeah, in the division. Yeah, they're one point behind so. the Blues. Yeah, it's a very solid division for them to be up there with. And I know they were in the cup finals a couple of years ago. Uh, they didn't play very well last year. They didn't do very well last year, did they? I don't remember. No. But I think, no. they, so, I think they took they Carolina lost in the, the six. They played well in the yeah. playoffs. They just they were not. Good. Yeah. They did, that, I mean, that, I know that OT goal by Duchesne, round. though, that was yeah. so hype. I was yeah, Duchesne, Duchesne started this year so hot, too. He's been playing yeah. very well. They got Caps Legend on that team. Philip uh, Forsberg. Philip Forsberg. Best mustache so. in the NHL. No, I, I think that's also like like Joey's. I think that they definitely could make a run. Yeah. I mean we know Nashville though, they always choke. <laughs> like they're pretty big. I'm not I'm not picking them stuff. as my but, thing, but I, I, I'd bet money that someone else here picks Minnesota just because someone always does. Maybe yeah. not. So I mean, maybe not. I mean, 
They're third but in like, the division. Na- Nash- I was saying Nashville, like no one's talking about Nashville. Yeah, Nashville is definitely a dark horse, even though they're second in their division. They yeah. just don't get the I, attention I, that a lot of other yeah, teams if do. No, if no one says my second one, I'll say it at the end too. All right. Sarah, do you have a pick now? I do. I'm going to go with the Ducks. That was my second one. <laughs> okay. I was like, is that too <laughs> I still got mine. Yeah, I kind of agree with Sarah because, like, the Ducks are just, like, the weirdest thing about them is, like, you look at their team and, like, hey, like, it's Getzlab, and it's, like, who the hell is Troy Terry? Where are these guys coming from? And they're, like, you forget. Dude, Troy Terry's, like, an 81 in Chell. And then built, all of a sudden, they like, built this massive prospect system, and it's, like, this is the year it's, like, it's going to, it's, like, the Maple, they remind me of the Maple Leafs in 2017 when, like, they brought up Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Kapanen uh dermot all these young guys up with all these like veteran guys who are still good and it was like and they just exploded and they brought in frederick anderson funny enough former ducks ducks goalie goalie uh frederick anderson it's crazy how like stacked they are young talent wise and there's still more of them there's still more it's like that's the thing i didn't think they were going to be good really like this at least until at least like next year yeah, yeah. You know, it's I I think they've definitely they've definitely turned a lot of heads considering they're second in the Pacific, but I mean the Pacific is the lesser of the four right. divisions. But that I think I think sorry, the Ducks are, have definitely impressed me considering how good they are, considering how they have so many young guys, but I don't think they're a cup contender just yet. I think I mean yes being second in your division is impressive, but you do have to put that into perspective that it is the Pacific. But I I think like give it a year or two and they're definitely contenders. But yeah. I don't think just yet, at least for me. But not a bad pick. Yeah. Um. I, I, the reason. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Was, the reason I didn't pick them was because of their division, just because the Pacific. Yeah. Is the Pacific. But well, I mean, they've they been they a chance been... to get further in the playoffs. The, f- the, no, the Flames started off yeah. so good, and now they've they've kind of like. You know, declined. I mean, but listen, I just want to say my original pick in this the first time I did say the Sabres, but at the time they were playing well. So <laughs> the, the Sabres time, were hot. Look, the they hot. Look they're only at, eight points behind Boston right now. At the time they were playing very well. I think I had St. Louis last time. Boston has played like well. five less games than they're going to get Tuck back if you <laughs> yeah. start playing. They've like got 28 games. Sabres got the Sabres got, Sabres got the dark horse player Tage Thompson. Come on. Okay, so so I have I have my pick, and then I have a second one that I'll say after after Will if he doesn't pick them just quickly. But my my first pick, and like it's not completely a dark horse because you know they've been dominant over the past years. Dude, if you pick the team that I was going to pick, I'm gonna come over to your house. I'm sorry if this is them, but it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay, you're fine. All right, but um, not a dark horse. So I mean, I feel like back like to back cup champions. Cause, like no, because listen, I mean, so they'd be they'd be the first team to go triple back to back since the Islanders in like a long time ago. But I think because like yes, obviously they're not like a complete dark horse. Yes, they're like a dominant team in the NHL for the last three years. But I feel like specifically if you look at the Atlantic Division, like Will said at the start of this, you know, the Florida, like the Panthers are like everyone's like team to watch you know the panthers did just take a dump on the lightning so they're definitely a very solid they're definitely a very solid pick to contend for the cup but i think the lightning you know personally i think that they can still make a run and still possibly contend for the cup because 
One, they just got Braden Point back, their number one center, top 10 player in the league, argue with me if you want. But he just came back from a broken wrist, and he scored two goals in his first game back, like last week. They're also without Kucherov right now, who is, I think, a top five, maybe top four player in the NHL. And as we saw last year in the playoffs, you know, which is what it looks like might be happening again. But when he came back last year in the playoffs, he, you know, a lot of like a lot of questions that people had were, oh, he just missed like the entire season. He's not going to be as good as he usually is in the playoffs. He's not going to perform to those numbers that he were known to seeing from him. But he proved that wrong and put up goals and assists in like every game of their run. So Mickey Mouse Cup. Yeah, you know, call it call cap. it what you want, but you know, I mean, <laughs> I think it's def I think it's definitely a possibility that Tampa makes a run, and you know, they are a point over the Panthers right now for first in the Atlantic, but they have played two more games. But the Atlantic, honestly, like looking at it, the Atlantic might be better than the Metro, at least right now, because Tampa Bay, Florida, Toronto. I mean, that's you know, that's three very strong teams right now, so. But I think Tampa Bay is a contender. I, I'm not saying that they're going to win it, but I think they're a contender. All right, Will. He, uh, Speaking of the Atlantic Division, I'm actually going to bring it up north a little bit. Buffalo Sabres. I, 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 I don't – I mean, I think the only reason that you can even call them a dark horse is because they're perennial playoff chokers. I'm going to go with Toronto. Mm. I think yeah. that finally this team is going to defeat their playoff demons this year. I think this is the year for them. They look – amazing right now sarah hates me right now but um <laughs> since surely you hate the uh the, the least but um yeah i think this is finally the year that they get over those demons and that they you know piece it together in the playoffs they've got they finally don't have frederick anderson back there that was consistently a problem come the playoffs and he's a great goalie but come the playoffs a lot of the times he was a problem i think jack campbell is awesome um their forwards are as good as anybody's. That defense does leave a little bit to, you know, be desired. But, you know, I think they can do it. I, I think that they could finally conquer those demons and, and, and win the Stanley Cup. I can I can agree with you there. But, I'd, like, so do you think that, like, like, if you had to pick right now a team to win the Cup, would you say it's them or are you saying they're a contender? They'd be in my top three, but I'd probably – go okay. with florida as like my number okay. one because that's what that's what i was going to ask i was going to say like would you be like would you pick them over florida right now in a series but no, I, I do agree that they could be a top five but they're they're up there i mean maybe yeah. vegas because they'll have a very easy road but you know i would think toronto would be like the caps right now in a seven game series i'm being honest Bull. no okay first off you said frederick anderson was the problem i just looked uh every single postseason except one with the leafs he had a 9 15 save percentage or better yeah, but but he drops goals in important moments. That that is an important. Okay, well here's the thing: you should be getting those important moments when you're the best team in the league, like they were for most of those times. Okay, I don't know. Like He's... you're you're like everybody. He has been good Frederick in Carolina Anderson, though. So Frederick Anderson is an idiot. He was their best goaltender they had like in decades, and they were like like chastised. Campbell is good though. Campbell is I good, and I think he's maybe a little bit better considering how well he's playing. But I just I think I just. I don't like the Maple Leafs at all. Um, I hate them. I think their entire fan base is annoying. I think their entire city is annoying. I think their entire existence is annoying, and I feel like they should just stop existing. I agree. There goes all of our, there goes all of our Maple Leafs <laughs> listeners. I'll, boo, boo. I, I'll be so I agree. sad. 
Can I so, can I say, quickly say a pretender? I'm sorry. It's gonna be quick. A pretender? But... Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think Vegas is gonna do shit. I'm yeah, sorry. I, agree I don't think they're, they're gonna win their division. I don't think they're gonna win the division. You're gonna get Jack Eichel back. Are you joking? Yeah, don't that care. is true. Doesn't matter. America's I don't think they're gonna win the division. And I don't, and I don't think they're gonna go far in the playoffs. All right, I, think, think, I, there? I think that's nonsense. That's why I said it. It's a hot take. Uh, you, have a, you have a pretender for us? I mean, we weren't doing pretenders, but what do you think about his Vegas saying that they're not contenders? That's what we're doing. What we're doing. I feel like with Eichel returning, I can't call them pretenders because they're already so good, and then you add Jack Eichel to the mix. I don't know. Yeah. Plus, they, like you said, they have an easy road in terms of playoffs, or they should at least. So they're going to be fresh when I, they I just, are going up against the actual, you know, comp, comp teams. I think but... the, the, the Pacific's going to get better this year down the stretch. I think you're going to see, like, Edmonton probably step it up and Calgary step it up. Um, but, like, I just don't see anybody from that division legitimately contending for a cup this year. I, I just yeah. – I, just, I think Anaheim wins that division. Anaheim could win the division, and, and maybe Anaheim, considering they've got guys on there with experience. But, like, Edmonton, we've seen what happens when they step in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, when's Eichel, when's Eichel coming back? Like, Is it, like, March, April? When just does playoffs start? Time. They're gonna like, right when playoffs are starting. <laughs> I, def- I definitely do think adding Eichel to the mix for them, considering their current dominance with who they have, I do definitely think that they could be a potential contender. I don't think they're going to win the cup, but I think that they could be up there. But my my like question, it's like cuz I I can kind of see them. I don't think they're going to go anywhere, but I think that they're like a dark horse or a team that should be like watched a little bit more right now. As much as it pains me to say it is the Penguins because um yeah. so like I said earlier, um they're on an 8 game win streak right now. And um, as I saw today, Malkin said that he's set to return in about a week or so. So, I mean, considering that they're on an eight-game win streak right now and are about to get back one of their two franchise players, I mean, I think that's definitely something to look at. I think it definitely could be a threat down the road. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully we don't have to play them at all. But I, I still don't trust Tristan Jari. I really don't. I, know I mean, he's been significantly better this year he than has, he has in years past, fine, though. But I just don't trust him. He's one of the few goaltenders that I don't give a shit who he does in the regular season. I, he needs to show something to me in the postseason before I even consider trusting him. With yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win the Cup, but I definitely think that they're a team to look at right now. Also, uh, I don't know. Is still turbo ass. Their defense is still really bad. It's... There was, like, this this tweet from, like, 2016-17 that goes, like, it goes like you want you tune into a random penguins game and it's like Malkin gains the zone with like Joe Badonk yeah. and and Pat Shermer. Like some two random names. And then you check their stats and they both they have, have like 20 40, goals. 50 points. This yeah. is just what yeah. Pittsburgh does. Like they just That's they, how it is. They, yeah. they win games. I turned Carl Hagler into a reliable scorer for once, actually. Well, yeah, did you disagree with me on something? No, I, this is what Pittsburgh does, and I will never count Pittsburgh out of contending for the Cup until they have lost four games in the playoffs. They're just, in a row. They're, they're so like, but you do agree with me. Yeah, I know. It's so annoying. Like, we get it. You guys are contending again. It's so fun. Go away. So, okay, so so let's talk about our favorite team, including Sarah. Um, So Alan May said in an interview, when was it? This, it was on December 30th. 
NBC Sports Washington wrote about it. But Alan May said that the Caps are definitely contenders for the Cup this year. Obviously, as of right now, we are first in the league over Carolina, then Tampa Bay, then Florida. But May said that he thinks this team is more capable to have players step in and step up in the playoffs than the 2018 team who won the Cup was. And he pointed out that health is a big factor when it comes to playoffs. And, uh, you know, he says that considering we've had so many people step up, I think we've had like 11 rookies play this year. You know, just how we've had so many people fill in in different roles is a big showing point for that. But Alan May thinks we can do it. Obviously, he's probably a little biased. But what are your guys' opinions on the Capitals' chances of actually going somewhere this year? I agree with that. I, I mean, I definitely look at the 2018 team. You can definitely name players that stepped up, like uh, Smith Pelly, obviously, and like random, random ass guys like Nathan Walker. That was just kind of weird that stepped in, but scored a goal and did shit for us. Kinda, not really, but you know, there's guys that stepped up. But this year, like with how good our rookies have been, especially with us, and I think all, don't all of them have their first goal or have recorded their first point or something. Every rookie that's played has a point this year. As a point, yeah, yeah I think as a point, I I think it's good to see that we have eleven rookies that could step up for us if something were to happen to our players, and obviously not that COVID's a factor. It's going to definitely play a part, definitely probably in the playoffs if someone goes into protocol. We need someone to step up. I think I I hundred percent agree with that statement. Like I don't see why not. You know, yeah. I mean, I, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. you go ahead. I'm done. Oh, I thought you got. I also. Of those 11 rookies that have played and scored a point this year, 10 of those were drafted by us. So shout out to... Who was the one that wasn't? I don't know. I just saw that somewhere. But shout out to the Caps. It was 10 out of 11. So shout out to the Caps management who drafted people. But uh, what were you going to say, Joey? Um, Well, I wanted to say a few things because I just remembered something very interesting, but it's going to tie into this. I think if the Capitals are healthy, they genuinely have one of the best forward cores in the entire league, easily. By far. And Will, I see you're smiling right now. You're not going to smile for a little bit. Because I remember something interesting you told me before the season about the Bruins and the Capitals. You said that the Bruins had a better top six than the Capitals and the Bruins had a better top line than the Capitals. Why don't you do me a favor and look up Brad Marchand's stats and look at Tom Wilson's, uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Alex Ovechkin this year. They are all outscoring them. So not only was I right in what I said, but this I, I get vindicated by it because they're literally a cup contender when they're all healthy. Now, obviously, like Jake said, Jake made a very good point that COVID is probably going to play a factor in this more than the last two seasons because there's no longer this, like, very tight grip on the league of, like, nobody can get in. Nobody can touch the players. It's now opened up, and with just every every single, like, regulation kind of being dialed back, it's going to be a factor. Um, but I think the Capitals just, like, they're, they're – they're, entire team is built for this they're incredibly built for this you know the 11 players who have stepped up scored a point played games you know we could probably pull in uh hendrick slap here at some point because he'll probably be done with this season unless he can't obviously that might not be i don't know the rules of the qmchl i don't know the rules um but if we could pull him up that'd be really cool um you know obviously Connor mcmichael who is a mainstay on the roster now you know you have all these young guys making an impact making plays doing stuff on the team and it's going to lead to some hard decisions but it's also going to lead to this team really showcasing that they're going to be fighting for these minutes 
it reminds me a lot of the 2018 season a lot because during down that stretch there was a lot of fights for minutes because Holpe was struggling Grubauer had to step in and be goaltender for a while our depth was just being shuffled constantly because Barry Trotz wanted to lose his job um there was so much happening on that year but like what it really did was build the competition to really fight for what you have and what you have is like like their spot and it was really awesome and eventually led to Holpe stepping in when uh, Grubauer got pulled to take that opportunity to run with it, become one of the greatest runs as a goaltender we've seen in the playoffs. You know, we got to see guys like DSP who got to step up and score seven goals. Chandler Stevenson was reliable for a few times. Jacob Rana had clutch goals left and right. And now, like, they're all gone, which hurts. But it's awesome to see, like, there's new faces like that. Like, honestly, if we get to the playoffs, I know that we're probably going to have a, uh, a, like, a, a, a poll about this or, like, a question about this. But I think one player that people are kind of not talking about that could really be impactful in the playoffs when playoffs come around, people are forgetting right now we're missing Anthony Mantha. And he is he is not healthy, and but he's getting better. I did mention that. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, Anthony Mantha's going to be back, and he's a top six forward and was playing incredibly well when he was healthy. He was having a phenomenal season, was going to have a career season. I have his jersey hanging in my room. And he hasn't played in two months, and it's depressing. It's like I'm excited for him to come back. I'm excited for the whole team to be healthy. I'm hoping, praying by that point, COVID is going to step in the path of us. Because, honestly, I'm more scared of COVID ruining our playoff run than any other team right now because COVID is genuinely starting to get out of control again, and I just hope that it it just doesn't. And I hope that everybody stays healthy because we're definitely going to be a cup contender. Will, I know you want to say something, so let's hear it, buddy. I mean, first of all, for me to say after last year that the Bruins had a better top six than us was not a hot take. No, you were wrong. Uh, and uh, I'm very glad. As of last year, they did. I mean, I'm so it's not a I'm very glad that our top six is, <laughs> is performing as it is. But if you told me you could predict it at Ovechkin's pace, then I would have called you crazy. Or a liar, because you couldn't have. But, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much all there was, I was thinking. So I have a so, question for you guys really quick, actually. Are you yeah. all like scared of the hurricanes? Like I'm I don't know how to read the hurricanes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm more scared <laughs> of the Rangers, to be honest. Really? I am scared of the yeah, Rangers. Honestly, I think the Hurricanes are incredibly scary because their offense is really good and their goaltending mm-hmm. is insane. Because Frederick Anderson, oh by the way, well, there's Frederick Anderson being a Vezna caliber goaltender. Um like he's been insane. But the defense is the one thing I have questions about because it's yeah. good, but without Dougie Hamilton, it's going to be interesting who steps up offensively. They do have Ethan Bear now, though. I mean, he's not as offensively, you know, impactful as Dougie, but he is good. good. Um, so Sarah, you said the Ducks for your like sleeper contender, but um, if you had to, you know, place a bet right now on who wins the Cup in a few months, who would you pick? My preseason pick was the Panthers, and I'm sticking by it. I still think the Panthers. Okay, that's fair. Who who do you think is who who would you think is going to come out of the uh, of the Central Division right now? Because that's always constantly changing, and that's like a division I'm very curious about. Because obviously, it's like you have the Pan- you have the Panthers, but like who out of the Central do you like? That's a good question. I will say. I feel like it's got to be Colorado or Minnesota. I don't think the Blues are going to make it out personally. See, and I, I don't, really I don't like know if Nashville Minnesota. does. 
I really like Minnesota, but St. Louis, I like kind of feel like I've been sleeping on and now like it's kind of inevitable. Yeah, but... I can feel that, but the, the issue with that is like, I don't, it's not, I don't, I know we keep dunking on him, but like Jordan Bennington is such a wild card in this, in, in the entire grand scheme of things mm-hmm. because of his temper. And like, it's not like, it's not like being like mean, it's like he's, his temper is caution. It's, it's, it's yeah. caution in the mm-hmm. nature that's like, he hasn't been affected by it much yet, but I'm excited to see, like, in a postseason legitimately under the scrutiny that, you know, being a high-paid goaltender will bring you. I'm excited to see what he does, really. I personally think Arizona's going to make it out of the Central. Um, They're sitting with six wins right now in 30 games. Six? And, uh, and I don't see anybody beating them in a seven-game series. But, uh... So... <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, don't we talk about betting? If I was a betting bet, I think we go on America's team here. Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres. What Plus about, 20, I'm shocked nobody said Detroit. Detroit is not winning. Shit. No, you not gotta remember winning. everything they're Detroit doing. Detroit right is now. fifth in the Atlantic right now. Their rebuild's, but their they're rebuild's okay. But... One key player who's about to come back, and it's our old good friend Jacob Vrana. Jacob Vrana is not a playoff performer. He had five points in 30-something games for us in the playoffs. I don't Spit. want to hear your narrative. Okay, but you, but you want to say Jack Eichel's going to make a difference and he hasn't played a second in the postseason? Yes. Yeah, dude. Jack Eichel's way you're, better. So than... you're going to tell me right now that you take <laughs> Jacob Vrana in the playoffs right now, adding to the caps over yes, Jack Eichel. Yes, that's what Andre Godal would take. I'd take Jacob Vrana. Now, name, so name, you know hey, it's a dumbass name, take. Name, name <laughs> me a, uh, a Jack Eichel game winner in the playoffs. I'll wait because you won't find one. His team didn't. That, that was his team. That wasn't that's, him. That's that's just, to me. Come on, buddy. Come on. <laughs> that was the team. That was not him. A good player. Yeah, like he was if you're genuinely going to sit here and tell us that you're taking Jacob. Shit. I'm saying Jack Eichel was a bad leader today. <laughs> what? You remember I would, dude, I would, I would give I would give my kidney to have Jack Eichel on the Caps. I'm, I'm dead ass though. I think Jack Eichel would be pretty interesting to see in the playoffs. I'm excited to see him. Nah, you just said you'd pick Verona over him. So it was, I don't a, joke, hear it. was a joke. I think he'd be. It was a bad joke. I want to see funny. what he'll do because he'll be on the line with Mark Stone and Pacioretty. Yeah, that's gonna or Mark or so either one. Sick line. Yeah, no Vegas. Vegas getting Jack Eichel is definitely gonna be something to look at. But um, for the year? Central. <laughs> For the Central, I feel like I mean, I also think like Winnipeg's kind of a sleeper, but they've been kind of up and down this year, so I'm not gonna say them. But for the Central, I don't think the Blues are gonna come away with it. Um, what about Dallas? I, I believe in Nashville. I really believe Dallas in is not gonna make it through you the Central. Faith in our good friend, our good brother. Bernie. You're the you're the one that's like Capriol. Kirill Kaprizov's like biggest fan. I feel like Absolutely, you'd be saying Minnesota's going to make it out. Didn't exactly help much last night when they got smoked <laughs> by the Blues. So didn't he score? He did, but they scored. yeah, he they did. Got scored on six times. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's put the whole game's game's goal tally on Kirill Kaprizov. Kevin Fiala scored a sick goal. That was nice. Yeah, that was nice. I think in the central, the biggest issue. The central is a toss up. I think I think you could definitely go a lot of different ways. Single uh, both the wild cards, Sarah. I feel like yeah, just because it is such a like. It's possible. Our division in general, like I really do not have one set team that like yeah they're going to make it. Like, I think they will have both the wild card spots. I honestly think any of the four top teams right now in the metro could make it out of the metro. Like I think there's a chance for all four of them. Like, like there's other there's other divisions. Like if you look at the Pacific right now, the top four is Vegas, Anaheim, Calgary, and Edmonton. 
I think Vegas is going to make it through that, maybe. I mean, as much as, you know, I liked Calgary at the beginning of the year, I don't think they're going to make it out. And as much as I like watching Edmonton because of the two-man show of 97 and 29, I don't think they're going to make it out of the Pacific because you can't play an entire game on the power play. That's not how it works. But, you know, if you look at the Central, I mean, the top, like, even the top five or six, like St. Louis, Nashville, Minnesota, Colorado, Winnipeg, Dallas, I feel like any of those six teams could definitely, like, make the playoffs. I think any of those six teams could be a contender for that division. But the Metro specifically, I mean, I feel like us, Carolina, the Rangers, or Pittsburgh, all four of those are definitely like have a decent shot at making it out of our division so the you know the remainder of the season is going to be interesting to see the seating and who's who's hot at the end of the year but i think a couple of these divisions could be could it could be anybody for a few of them so it's going to be interesting i have one more question about the metro um you mentioned uh the islanders arena and how bad it was but do you want to talk about how the fact the islanders are last in the metro right now and like do you think they're going to turn it around and make the playoffs or do you just think this is like god no i think they're way too far behind no. at this point they just look terrible like they've got like 20 less points than us right now there's no shot i do want to say though it is it is kind of funny i mean you know, it makes sense now considering how they drafted in the expansion draft, but Seattle is last in the Pacific by more than 10 points. And I find that a little funny just because it's like you had people on the board like Tarasenko and Carey Price, but instead you I just took who you took. And like, Vancouver, who was in last place below Seattle a couple weeks ago, they went on like a 6 you know, run once they signed Boudreau. Oh, yeah, Vancouver. And uh, now Seattle's in last by 11 points from the person in seventh place who is the Canucks. So that's that's a little funny to me. Vancouver's gone on quite a hot streak themselves. That's, that, that's like, also, because it's, like, you know, we were just talking about the Pacific being, like, less strong of a division. But, like, if you look at it, like, two weeks ago, Vancouver was in last place. But as of right now, they're closer when it comes to points to first place than they are last place. I th- I think that's like something odd to think about. Well, like you want to think about that. Look at the um, look at the Atlantic too. I think the Boston's. I mean, yeah. I just think that's like I think yeah. that's like you know it's because it's like Pacific is pretty tight. Like everyone's within ten points. It's like Vancouver has thirty five points right now, and the people in first Vegas have forty five. So that that division could you know, very likely toss up in the remainder of the season. So I definitely think a lot of these divisions are like, we're not going to know yet. A lot of things could change. Uh, But, um, yeah, go ahead. I was going to, I was going to go to our last topic. So if you have something to say about that, then go ahead. Um, so, I mean, you already, you already kind of talked about it. The, the winter classic, you know, being like your first, like, you know, solo assignment, and that's awesome, mm-hmm. you know, many more to come, but I think, like, it's crazy, we were talking about this before the episode, but uh, it was, this Winter Classic between the Wild and the Blues set the record for the coldest ever NHL game played, and the bare temperature got as low as negative nine degrees, and I think Jake said that the feels like was somewhere around negative 25, so that's, that's definitely crazy. It's insane to think that, like, like 
like, with everything happening in the pandemic, I was like, oh, wait, the Winter Classic's happening. I'm like, oh, shit, wait. <laughs> like, did you see the pictures? Like, Toronto had, like, basically Carlton in the crowd, and that was it. And then you see, like, 45,000 people in a baseball stadium for, for hockey. And you're like, why? Like, it's just crazy. Like, I, I thought with everything going on, like, they might push it back a couple days or so just to, like, give, like, mm-hmm. the, just to give, like, you know, not, not for the weather, obviously, but just to give, like, you know, the fact that the variant was, like, basically running a rampage through the NHL just to give it time to, like, cool off a bit. But they were like, no, it'll be fine. And it was fu- – I, I think design-wise, I always like the designs of the, of the ice rinks. Who, who, is anybody else at ice rink design connoisseur myself? Um, I think the Capitals, the Capitals from the Navy Stadium game is still supreme when they were on the aircraft carrier. And the That's the coolest looking rink they built. Absolutely, in my... hands down. Oh, hands yeah, down. W- w- was it on Intrepid? Oh, I'm sorry, Joey. I got a, the Tahoe games from last year was were amazing. I would say Lake Tahoe was pretty Lake Yeah, Tahoe that was awesome. Awesome. That was Except awesome. The, the design of the rink of the Caps one is it, that's the best one, but. I thought you were about to say, but the design of the whole games being in the middle of the day and bright sun was probably the worst part about it. With the, yeah. It was beautiful, <laughs> though. It was amazing. They were, just like, they were just like, yo, we're going to put them in the sunlight on ice. This will go well. And it was like 50 degrees, and they didn't think about it that much. I want to go to an outside game. That'd be too. so fun. I went to the uh, outdoor game in 2018. It's, it's insane. It's Yeah. It's We've never cold, lost man. an it's outdoor cold. game. Just we should I, we should do the playoffs outside. We've never lost an outside game. Yes, you know what? That's what I'm saying. Is they should be able to have like game sevens should automatically be outdoor games, and sh- <laughs> they should automatically do it. They should have to. I mean, like it brings more fa- when they did it at University of Michigan, 105,000 people. That would be crazy. I mean, Detroit's never going to make it to a Stanley Cup in a while, but if they did, and it was at University of Michigan, they would bring a record amount of people there. Columbus can do it. Ohio State, they bring it. That's a hundred thousand people. We can go Pittsburgh to can. Tech. I mean, I do. Yeah, Virginia Tech. I saw you tweeted that the other day. I feel like the um, quality of the ice maybe, or, or just like, just isn't. Yeah, quite wait, isn't there, it in June though. or April? Oh no, yeah. yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> the like, the games even, that they had even, even during the winter, the quality of the ice, like at an yeah. ice rink, like if you've ever been skating at an ice rink versus like, it's not an ice rink. Like there is a difference. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, when you're talking about, like, important Stanley Cup playoff games, like, these players want to be on the best ice so that the most skill matters. Mm -hmm. And you can tell sometimes with the Winter Classic games that the skill isn't as important, that it becomes a lot like Mm -hmm. a a real slugfest and the the puck is bouncing a lot. I love them. I think the Winter Classic should stay. I think for the playoffs, you have to do it at a a normal NHL. Yeah, this is what I also think about the Winter Classic. When it's freezing cold like that, that's, like, it's supposed to honor, like, like the old style of hockey right and you playing games in texas so they did in dallas at the cotton bowl that was a couple cool. years like, like few, that was cool but it was 60 degrees like no one like that's not i think when it's like freezing cold like that first winter classic it was snowing in buffalo i think it was snowing at the heinz field one with the caps as well mm-hmm. um all the heritage classic games they do in canada as well i think uh they're playing one is it this year or next year next season i think the sabers in toronto it's the Sabres and someone else, too. The Sabres are going to roll out some heat jerseys on that one. Oh, I know that for sure. But... Isn't it Nashville doing one this year? That's yeah. a stadium yeah. series. That's yeah. a stadium yeah. series. Stadium series versus Tampa Bay. The Heritage the Heritage Classics are also because, like, all the Canadian teams get to play outside. 
and like yeah. i feel like it's just like when it's freezing cold like that it just makes the game way better and the images are just like it's snow they have too, eye black on and the, the hat yeah the, the, the turtlenecks the, the toques yeah. um I still think jordan bennington jordan bennington didn't wear a goalie toque he sucks um disqualified but when it make when games like that like the the stadium series games I don't like as much because they've done them in weird places they did one at Dodgers Stadium a little bit ago this year that is it this year it's in Nashville that's kind of it's, it's gonna be Nashville, cool but yeah. they're just kind of weird places to me but when you see like teams like well usually the original six teams I think it's awesome because you get I know Joey hates Fenway Park but doing it at Fenway Park for Bruins is is awesome. Um, <laughs> They think they, they did one at Heinz Field too, the Bruins and the Canadians, right? Yeah. Um, that was that's really cool. You get Tor- Toronto has never had a winter, they not at a home at least they haven't had a winter classic. I would um, love to have. I have two places in mind that I would love to have a winter classic. I was still talking, but go ahead. No, I'm not done. I'm saying like Detroit too. Like all those places are really cool to have games because those like original six games, like I said, honoring the old play of hockey outdoors and all that it's really just cool to see anyway sorry joey go ahead no that's my bad i didn't interrupt you there are two places in mind that be really cool winter classics because now we have a team in seattle and they have a beautiful ass stadium at century link i want to see that stadium's amazing it gets so loud i want to see there and the second place is i think this team is yet to have an outdoor game or they have i don't remember they haven't had one that has mattered in a long time um but I want to see Detroit. And this is an outdoor, technically. But I would love they've to see had, Detroit. They've had two. They've had two. Three, maybe. Give them a third. Give them a third. Um, I want to see them try to put a game in Ford Field. And see if they can put it. Because it's indoor. And they can pull it. It's indoor. They can pull it, I think. I hope they could. They, 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 they got scientists for that. The whole um, point is put one on, outdoors, Put one though. on Gillette Stadium, like the National Lacrosse Championships. I think did they, that. they did do that. The Bruins did, they did one did there. do that. Pretty yeah. sure. Pretty sure they did. Oh, I think okay. it was the Canadians, Canadians, Bruins, like in twenty. Actually, what year was that? Was it... it was a it wasn't while a good ago. Game. Yeah, I think it was thirteen. It wasn't memorable. I think it was thirteen. I would say I it was remember 13... it not being a good game. It was. Oh shit! Was it? Their uniforms were ugly as shit too. That game, I remember. It was the bear one where it just said like Boston across in weird font. Oh That's yeah, how I remember, I remember that. <laughs> That's how I remember the Winter Classics from where they that's were. How, that's how. That's how the like the Predators. By the way, which one don't you Detroit's... like for the Bruins? The black one with the bear in the middle? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It was that. Yeah, that Winter Classic. That I did shit's not like sick. The I did no, not like those you know jerseys. what? The Winter Classic. No, that, that jersey was, was, was It was a class. It was just a B. They did a classic. It was, new, it was an original. Yeah, that season. one's gross. The that the white B one. That one's gross. I like the one where it's black and has Bruins and the bear in the middle. That one's tough. My the Detroit. Every Detroit Winter Classic jersey is 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 a hit. All of them are so cool. Dude, the, the Preds way. the Preds Stadium Series jersey is so atrocious. Hideous. Oh. Hideous. Like I remember because it was it was like a week it was a week after um the the Devils released their jersey jersey, which you know blew up on Twitter as being the worst jersey ever designed. And then a week later the Preds are like, Hold my beer, I'm gonna drop one twice as bad. So that was that was funny. I, I have a question for you, Sarah. What is your yeah. what is the best jersey in the NHL right now? Best jersey? Ooh. It's tough. I really love, I will say Arizona. I love I their jersey. 
There you go, the Kachina. You can't no go wrong with that pick. My number one. Sarah, do you have any questions for us before we wrap up? Yeah. Do you guys think the Bruins are contenders? No. Hell no. no. Nice I, having I think, you on. Great having you on. We'll see you next week. I think I think any team that has a top six that has that much talent and also they get Tuka Rask to be their goalie, they could maybe make a run. But I but in that division, I it would be a stretch to call them a contender. I think if you're Becky, yeah, get Becky destroyed. On, Rask being your guardian savior in, in the year of our Lord 2022, you have a problem. Hey, I mean, Taylor Hall kind of turned up on us in the playoffs last year. So he maybe shouldn't he'll have scored. One of those goals shouldn't have counted. He literally ran over uh, Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson, the legend of Capitals legend, Craig Anderson. Sabres legend. Buffalo Sabres legend, Craig Anderson. Us, bro. This is heartbreaking. NHL legend, Craig Anderson. This is heartbreaking. <laughs> All right, Sarah. So to end us off, give our listeners at home a motivational quote or piece of advice to wrap up off the top of the head. God, that's so many pressure. Off the dome. All the, the dome. all the young all the young people listening right now, give them a, a piece of inspiration off of the dome. Oh, that's very inspirational. That's tough. Uh-uh. If you want a job with the NHL, go chase it. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, you'll get rejected five thousand times. Just keep going. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I mean that that's a good I mean... thing to live by though. It's like yeah, it's like it's not about how many times you get knocked down, it's about how you get back up. <laughs> one of the times it will work out for you exactly it might take four years but <laughs> well thank you again sarah for coming on today we appreciate it and to everyone listening thank you for listening we love all of you and uh see you next week see you next week kiddos see you next week, week, week fellas we'll all right end it let's